welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. And welcome to this episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week, uh, we will not be doing a character review, because, quite frankly, we kind of forgot about that. <laughs> um, our apologies. But we will be talking about Season 2, Episode 1, uh, Divided We Stand, and Season 2, Episode 2, 5 O'Clock Charlie. So. Okay, see, Divided We Stand. Henry orders the 4077 to uh, their best behavior. When General Clayton sends a psychiatrist to evaluate the team to see if they should be broken up. Hmm. Lots of little individual things happen in this episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, Henry Blake. Someone said Henry Blake is um, apparently Radar's assistant in what, at one point, which I think is funny because Radar just hands him papers and says, sign these. And again, he says, what am I signing? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pierce and McIntyre uh, rewrite the commandments in Frank's Bible. Mm-hmm. They don't that really share good. what they rewrote, but I wish they would have. Yeah. It would have been fun to see. Mm-hmm. Anything that you saw particularly interesting? Well, I mean, um, just some of the antics were good. They had some uh, pretty good lines out of this episode you know uh after they had like the the first day that uh captain hildebrandt who is the psychiatrist who is the psychiatrist the first day he was there uh they were getting along really well in the mess tent frank uh frank hawk and trapper and then uh i think it's the next morning they wake up and uh, They're all or was it little... that morning? I think it was that morning, actually, because the Reveille starts playing, right. and then it gets stuck on do 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 Someone hit the record. I think this motel is surrounded by soldiers, and then some other comments, and then Frank starts putting on his boots, and he looks down. Why is there an appendix in my boot? And that's because there is a tonsil in the, the other boot. <laughs> the other one's full of tonsils. Yeah. So it, they they try. They try to be nice with Henry. Or for Henry with Captain Hildebrandt. But they just can't help themselves. Um, that happens. Uh, what else do we see? Um, that... Captain Hildebrand is listening in on all of the... They think they're being tricky and sneaking around and planning. And yeah. um, Colonel Blake is saying to Radar, you know, we have to talk about being GI. We need to be GI. And they went and they called Trapper and Hawkeye into the shower and mm. did all kinds of things. But Hilde, Captain Hildebrand was listening to everything. Yeah. So, so that's the first night he was there. They listened to all that and... Then we see all this stuff that's going on that first day, like, uh, what, oh, I'm trying to think. Some of this, like, that night, Hawkeye, Trapper, and one of the nurses were playing strip poker. 
Oh, yeah. And the nurse was winning uh, quite heavily. Um, let's see here. Trying to look, trying to look. The character development, you could see it more. Like yeah, in the first yeah. episode, it was almost like they were trying to figure out who they were. But they came into the second season, I think, with more of a confidence. Oh, you definitely. Definitely yeah. see their confidence of who they are. Yeah. They're getting to figure out camp. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think uh, part of that is they've had a season as these characters. So they right. they have a better idea of who they are. But then also, I think, like you say, confidence they probably do have a lot more confidence just because the show made it past the first season at that point. Um, And as you pointed out, we saw Nurse Kelly for the first time. Yep. It's, uh... She's not playing Nurse Kelly, but it's, uh... Gosh, I can't remember her last name right now. Is it Kelly Nakahara? I didn't write it down, but... I'll look that up in the background, but, um... I never realized that it was the first episode of the second season that we see that actress for the first time because she ends up uh, co-starring in a couple of later season episodes and then she's in the final episode along with a bunch of other nurses who've been making guest spots throughout. But in this one, she's just an extra. She doesn't even have a talking role. But if you you recognize the nurse, uh, the, the actress, you can see. You know, this is her first episode, definitely, being on set. Right, and... um, Nurse Kelly Mash. I love how, after all the antics and everything happened, and I believe that Captain Hildebrandt was just about to say, I think you all need to be broken up, you don't get along. And, of course, Radar walks in, and what does he say? Oh, yeah. Choppers. Choppers. what happens? Everyone, they all come together. Yep. So when the times are tough and they need to be there, and they all came together and they worked like clockwork. They all mm-hmm. knew what they were good at. They went to do what they were good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, in, Captain Hildebrandt walked in the in the operating room. He looks over Hawkeye's shoulder and he can't take it. He, he went out to throw up. He went out to throw up, and then Colonel Clayton or Colonel Clayton, <laughs> goodness, General Clayton shows up to get an update, and finds Captain Hildebrandt in the swamp already half in the bag. Right. He got, he found the martini mix. <laughs> yep. And uh, basically makes a comment um, that the only thing more insane than the situation the doctors and the nurses and the camp are in, the only thing more insane than that would be to break them up. Right. Because they're so good together. When... when Times are needed. They worked well together. Not so good together when they're bored. Yeah. Because you take a bunch of people, put them in a room that are a bunch of intelligent people that are bored. You can only read so much. You can only, you know. And and you get that sense that they do get bored. And I mean, part of that is like the... um, Actually, they don't let themselves get bored, which is why they're doing these. They find things. Yeah. They find things. I mean, like Hawkeye and Trapper hit on nurses. Mm -hmm. Um at the beginning of the episode that first day hawkeye is in line and he's nibbling on a nurse and he says something to the effect of even as a kid i always played with my food (sighs) um a little bit later that first day uh uh uh, frank sneaks into margaret's tent and then hawkeye and trapper nail the door shut from the outside a lot of little antics um we see frank and margaret though i did write down a question how yeah. come Frank doesn't get jealous of General Clayton? I it's almost like encouraged. I th- 
think because Because you can he, clearly see there's a connection between the general and Margaret. Well, there's a connection between Margaret Martin, and any, any general. Any general. <laughs> I think it's because Frank res, um, maybe not respects, but has a certain military decorum or military respect or a, a fear of generals. Okay. Just because of how straight-laced G.I. he tries to be, I think that they intimidate him enough. Because he truly cares for Margaret. You can yeah. see that. No, he does. But, but he, he, he either pretends not to notice mm. or really doesn't notice. Well, I'm, I'm sure he notices because I think he makes a comment about it in a, you know, like a third or fourth season episode. Okay. But, yeah, I think it's just the fact that they are generals. Okay. Uh, by the way, Lieutenant Kelly Yamato was played by Kelly Nakahara. Oh, good. And yeah, her first the first time we see Kelly Nakahara is in this episode. Uh, she's first credited in season two Hot Lips and Empty Arms, but this is a this is the first time I remember seeing her. Again, she was like an extra, so I'm sure she wasn't credited, she didn't have a line. She was just putting a bet down in, um, or no, that's the next episode. The She's next also episode. in season, yeah. or uh, episode two, but she was in this one too. I know for sure. We also, I think we just saw her in the background. Yep, yeah, and we also, we still see Ginger right. in this episode as well. Uh, some other notable things that I saw in this episode. You, I got a feeling that this was kind of a callback to the pilot in some ways. Because, like, if you listen to the PA announcer between Season 2, Episode 1 and Season 2, Episode 2, they're different. And in the Episode 1, in Divided We Stand, it sounds a lot like the PA announcer from the movie. Oh. He even stumbles over words the same way that the PA announcer does in the movie. In fact, I would be willing to bet it's the same person. And then they probably got their own PA announcer... Well, we'll to listen for that. But it's a different PA announcer okay. from season one. Because that guy... I never noticed I will have yeah, to listen, though. Whoever, whoever is the PA announcer for the normal season one episodes is the same one for season movie. two, episode two. But the season two, episode one, this one, Divided We Stand, that PA announcer is different. Oh. He sounds the same as the one from the movie. Oh, he sounds the same as... Okay. Gotcha. So, I think they got him back for this episode. And the other reason I think it's a callback is... Season 1, Episode 1, the pilot. Um, General Barker is called in. And he... Or no, it's General... Clayton. No, not General Barker, not General Clayton. It's General... Uh, it's the other one, the bald one. Oh, I know. Yeah can't remember his name right now but uh he comes in i'm pretty sure it's no general hammond general hammond could be yeah anyway regardless of who it is he comes in and um i think they almost get taken away in handcuffs don't they in the pilot because of the party they were throwing to get hojan the money to go back to the states for school they almost get arrested but then 
a bunch of choppers come in and he sees how they do in surgery and so then he says no I'm not going to take you even though they come out in handcuffs saying we're ready to go and so then one of the last lines of the episode is we did it again we screwed up in reverse we'll never get out of here <laughs> yeah that's was their line this time. one of the last lines we hear in right. this episode is we yes. did it again we screwed right. up in reverse we'll, we'll never, never get, get out, out of here, here. yes i so, didn't catch that so i think in a lot of ways this is a callback to that episode the pilot from season one and kind of showing there's still some continuity here right but then also like you say there's a lot more confidence better character development you know, at this point, they've been... Radar was carrying his teddy bear. Oh, might be the next one. I think it was... No, it was this one. It was one. this one. So he's starting to become that innocent person instead mm -hmm. of the... Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes sense. Because at this point, they've been these characters for about 12 hours on screen. Well, the movie was only two hours, maybe three yeah, it wasn't even that long, I don't think. So these actors have been these characters... For a year, because it's a whole season. Well, they've been them for a lot longer than the ones were for the movie. Right. You know, so they have been these characters longer. They do have more confidence in what they are. Um, mm -hmm. What else? I love how when the senior medical staff is getting dressed down by both Henry and Captain Hildebrandt before the the last batch of wounded come in in this episode I love how Hawkeye is sitting there giving the skeleton oh yeah a he manicure gave, gave the skeleton a manicure just yeah. hadn't held its hand and filed was and filing, nails yeah. and when he wanted to knock on his shoulder on he used Captain, the, when Hawkeye wanted to get Captain Hildebrandt's attention he took the skeleton's hand and, and knocked it, tapped on his shoulder <laughs> like excuse me <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like it was just no big deal that the skeleton's tapping on this guy's shoulder yeah so, so yeah it was a good episode good episode and um, it's not the last time where we will see somebody come to the 4077th and evaluate their psychiatric fitness for being a unit, for staying a unit. And it's usually the same thing, where whether they try and act normal or they don't, it, in they the end... They still look it, crazy. <laughs> well, but in the end, in surgery... They come together. They come together, and that's what keeps them there. Right. is because the observer, whoever it is, always comes away saying they're the best. They need to stay together. There's no reason we should break them apart. you think their record would show that? You know, mm -hmm. uh, that alone, the record is like 90%. Nine, yeah. And yet we, Henry got that commendation. Right. In the first so season. So why would they tear it apart? Well, it's the army. So. Well, and if you, if you remember one of the things that we heard, I think it was the first season, was, you know, this was a new concept. The MASH uh, model was a new concept, getting that care closer to the front. And so then in this episode, it is the fact that they're so close to the front. You know, that where you can thought, hear you, the bombing, right. it's how is this pressure going to affect them? We need to make sure that they're still able to handle it. So... And I think it takes a special group of people to be able to handle it. So, oh, definitely. You know, mm -hmm. anyone else may have been a little cracked bit up. cracked up. And right? we see... And we, and do, we see, do see... Yeah, we see that quite a bit as time yeah. goes on. I mean, Hawkeye himself, but then other doctors who come to MASH right. can't take it. Right. So it's a stressful situation. 
Any other comments about Divided We Stand? Nope, not for that. But the next okay. one's my absolute favorite, so tell <laughs> us about that. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 2, 5 O'Clock Charlie. This is one of those episodes where if you don't know many others from the series, you probably know of Abyssinia Henry, even if you don't know it by the title, that's where Henry leaves. Uh, you probably know Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, that's the last and Five O'Clock Charlie is just, in my mind, another iconic episode. Basically, the main plot is that we have um, some North Korean. We never really get to meet him or anything. He's in this two-seat, single-wing uh, prop plane. Now, keep in mind that they did have jets by this point. Um, Single-engine prop plane... And it looks when he's flying, he's, he's flying, flying like he's drunk or... Yeah, like he doesn't quite know how to fly. And what they did was the 305th. I don't think we quite figure out who the 305th is. It could be a tank division. It could be an armored division, armored infantry. It could be infantry. But they have an ammo dump located a couple hundred yards from MASH. And it's just sitting there. And... Um, Five o'clock Charlie is this guy in this plane who comes and every day at five o'clock throws a grenade out of the plane and tries to hit the ammo dump and blow it up. He's been doing it for six weeks. And uh, it's become a spectacle at MASH. People gather, Hawkeye and Trapper go out with their chairs, all dressed up like they're going to a show. They take along gin... And everybody's in the festive spirit about this, except, of course, for... The women all have umbrellas. Umbrellas, <laughs> and yeah, like opera glasses. It's like you're and... going to, you know, the horse races or something. It's an event. <laughs> right. I mean, radar... It was definitely an event. There's even a pool, you know, where he's going to hit. Um, so people buy squares. We see Kelly... Nurse Kelly buy a square. Um, Father Mulcahy buy a square, but yeah. he did say his winnings would go to the Bible the, fund. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but then Frank and Margaret, of course, are not in the spirit of things. They're like, "This is an air raid. Air raid. He hasn't hit anything." Guess who they call? So they end up getting in touch with uh, General Clayton, and through Henry request. A 04WW Nug. <laughs> uh, Nug, that would be a gun, sir. A 40mm gun. Because Frank wants an anti aircraft gun to try and take down 5 o'clock Charlie. And Trapper said, I don't care if it's a gun or a Nug, we, we don't, don't need, need one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what the general ends up deciding to do is come to MASH and observe for himself what's going on and if the situation warrants a gun. So, drives down there, and uh, basically before 5 o'clock Charlie comes this next time, he says, I don't think we need a gun. And he, the generals all have their own jeeps, so he parks his jeep forward of really where everybody else is, which is kind of the first mistake. They all get out of the jeep. Here comes 5 o'clock Charlie. He throws the bomb, blows up the general's jeep, the general says, Henry, you've got your gun. So... Here's Frank, who's apparently had some gunnery experience because of ROTC. He's in charge of the AA gun. And there are three, I'm guessing, Korean soldiers um, who make up his squad for the gun. 
uh, rather comical line. Uh, first of all, he's giving this big speech about how, you know, we should be proud and we have to do this right. And Now, do any of you speak English? And one of them yeah, does, thankfully. And uh, He actually didn't speak just English. He no. spoke English and French and Italian and, and a little German. German. Yeah, good. <laughs> and uh, he makes the comment that that guy was a platoon leader. Well, I thought you were the platoon leader. Yes, but for our table of organization, I am the commander, which makes you the platoon leader. He goes to the next guy. You're the squad leader. Goes to the third guy. And you are the squad. Okay. <laughs> um, Hawkeye, Radar, and Trapper come out. Make fun of him a little bit. Um, and then Trapper and Hawk decide to try and sabotage Frank's plans to shoot down five o'clock Charlie because you know like they say fire draws fire you shoot down five o'clock Charlie next thing you know we'll have real planes MiGs coming in here bombing the wounded well they get four dozen sheets from the supply uh, from supply they get 18 gallons of mercurochrome from radar and they basically make arrows and a big target a giant bullseye that they right put on the camp um, the on the ammo, ammo dump. dump they uh he's like they can't, Charlie, can't miss it charlie still misses but then they're also messing with frank who's trying to command the gun crew and they point it in such a way that when frank orders them to fire he blows up the ammo dump yay so then the end of the episode um which I think is really cool. They're sitting there. They mentioned something about a paper on arterial grafts, how it'll probably cut down on amputations by 50%. And then Trapper says, you know, I'm hungry. I could eat. Hawkeye looks at the time. Huh, it's 5.10. Oh, I miss Charlie. Come on, Frank, admit it. You miss Charlie, don't you? Oh, I forgot. You did. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I did, it was because of you guys. And then they say like come on frank let's go and have something to eat you don't mind eating with a couple of peacemongers do you uh how come i can never stay mad at you guys <laughs> Great and, they, and they go and eat which i thought was cool it it goes back to the fact that they do get along right i they think pick a lot on of each time, other but they get along yeah, yeah. We just see this animosity that comes out, I think, in times of stress. And this Not only that, Frank's the kind of person that would just irritate you. I, You know, yeah. you try to like him, mm -hmm, but, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. So that's the basic synopsis of the episode. Um, did you see anything interesting? Well, one of my favorite lines was, one good bombing deserves another. Oh. <laughs> and so it was Bob Clock Charlie was bombing the base. And Mar um, Trapper and Hawkeye were getting bombed with their gin. So yeah. <laughs> one good bombing deserves another. That was pretty good. I like yeah. that um, line. And the other thing I just loved is their drinking device that they made in the shower. Oh, yeah. Um, it's an IV bottle hung just like an IV bottle would be. But in it, oh, you can, gin. Yeah, and you can tell it's gin. A, because Hawkeye is drinking it. B, because there are olives in the bottle. <laughs> and, yeah, Trapper says, I've never had a martini like that. May I? Oh, please. And they shared this <laughs> ivy with him. <laughs> it goes great with a soap chaser. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. They're, they're very creative yeah. when it comes to their alcohol. And, and and then that scene ends with a nurse coming in. This is oh, a yeah. nurse's showers. I waited as long as I could. <laughs> um, What 
else. I know another thing that was really funny throughout the episode was that they kept replacing Frank's gun in his holster with different <laughs> things. The first time it was a gun, but it was a water pistol. And he says, who put water in my gun? Who says it's water? water. And who says it's your gun? Yeah. Where's my gun? The next time uh, they put a staple gun in his holster. And Radar filed it. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he tossed it aside and it ends up in a file folder that Radar's holding and he just eh, shrugs, closes, files, files it. That's um, just the man thing to do. <laughs> yeah, out at the AA gun when Hawk and Trap are making fun of Frank. Uh, they're walking away. Hawkeye lights a little like firecracker and throws it at Frank. It explodes. Frank pulls out a plunger, just a little like sink one, you know, like nine inches long sort of thing. That's it, Frank. Flush him out of the sky. <laughs> and then when they're messing with him when he's trying to shoot down five o'clock, Charlie, he pulls out another gun, but it's a bang pistol. And he actually pulls the he trigger. He actually pulled the trigger so he would have shot someone if it was a real gun. Because it actually went poop and the flag came out. So, yeah. So I, he did shoot it. Yeah. Um, something else we see in this episode, which I think is pretty cool. We see a different dentist. Yes. Because as we remember from last season, the dentist got his orders home. So this is a different one. He's... Like a guitar playing kind of hippie-ish. Yeah, he's just kind of laid back. Laid back, and he's the one that said, "If you want to deal with Frank, don't deal with Frank. Deal with get rid of the problem." So yeah. he's kind of the one that said, "Get rid of the ammo dump. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about Frank." Yeah, worry his about kind are indestructible. They always have been, and always will be. Get, get rid, rid of, of the problem. Get rid of the motivation, right. and Frank will be powerless. What do you know? You're just a dentist. To you, life is something that's wet and hardens overnight. <laughs> um, Captain Cardozo was that captain's name. And at the yeah. end, I like how they said, "And the remember, the hospital is open 24 hours a day for your dining and dancing pleasure." Yeah, <laughs> as as Charlie's flying off into the sunset from his right. last bombing run. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's... Like you said, though, this is one of those episodes you just know by name. Yeah, you, 5 O'Clock Charlie. You just Charlie. do. 5 O'Clock Charlie, you hear that, you remember this episode. You know. It's one you need to watch if you're mm -hmm. a MASH fan. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I had to make a top 10 list of episodes, I think this one would be in it. This one would be in it for me also. You know, I don't know where. We should do that sometime. Come make up a top with our, 10 list. Yeah, of our favorite episodes. Maybe I think, we'll have to do that when this is finished. I was going to say, I think I would have to wait until we've at least gotten through a lot of them right because i know that i would miss some otherwise right yeah but um i think that does the christmas it. episodes are always all my favorite so <laughs> some of them i like some of them i don't yeah yeah there are some good ones um but yeah that that's it really for these two episodes um worth the watch both dynamic episodes yep and uh something we do see is uh, something to point out episode one season two episode one at the end they do another one of these sort of uh these are the people you'll be seeing in mash larry linville loretta Swit, and you know they're showing uh the person and then the overlay of their name jamie farr is not yet a main character he's not listed up front but he was on the list. in that little montage he is included 
So you can see that they are making him a regular. He's an unofficial main member of the cast. And I think just like um, Father Mulcahy, uh, William Christopher. Right. But I think I think we see it more with Jamie Farr first. Because again, he was included in that little end right. of episode one. These and are the I think now you start seeing them more and more and more. Both, mm -hmm. you know, Father Mulcahy and Klinger. Yeah. Season two is where the regulars start. The yep. Kellys, the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Where do you find this? <laughs> uh, just, we'll have a longer episode for you next week. Uh, you know, last week was a little bit of a different week since uh, Laura guest hosted for you. Right. So we're kind of getting back into the swing of things. Uh, we'll have a longer episode next week. But yeah, uh, if you're enjoying this episode, if this is the first one you've heard from us, head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast uh, application search for whiskey and mash and is actually spelled out whiskey and mash um and you'll find us you can subscribe download the previous episodes and uh you know share it with a friend a family member someone who you think would enjoy uh listening to two people who've been drinking whiskey talk about yeah. a television show <laughs> for about 40 minutes if you don't do the whole podcast thing but would like to listen to our episodes you can head over to narclan inc that's n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com slash whiskey and mash and there are we have all the raw mp3 files of this podcast you can download those and throw them onto an mp3 player that you have and then listen to it that way um if you head over to narclan inc.com there are going to be two other podcast streams out there shortly one is Chris Reed's book. That's uh, one that I do just by myself where I read chapters out of my first novel right now. I'm working on getting chapters for my second one up there. And adding something this week. And did you add it last week? No. Uh, the feed will soon be up for the third podcast out of the Narclan um, family of podcasts. And that will be Geeks Apparently. That's one that my wife Laura and I are doing. And it's just kind of a nerdy, geeky podcast where our whole aim is to show that just because you're parents, and, you know, that can be parents of a human child, parents of a fur baby, whatever. <laughs> fur baby. Yeah, fur baby. Oh, I love it. It covers a whole Never big spectrum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Just to show. A reptile baby. Yeah, you know, whatever, <laughs> furless baby. Um, with tails, with wings, whatever. That just because you're a parent doesn't mean you have to give up being geeky, nerdy, whatever. So Doing what you love. Doing what you love, yeah. You know, because, like, Laura finished playing Batman Arkham Knight. And uh, she was afraid that she was going to lose that being a mom. And she didn't have to. And you can't. Because then you lose part of yourself. You know, you have to give attention to your kids. Give them what they need. But you also have to take care of yourself. So and we're you kind have of... to show your kids. Your kids see your strength through things yeah. that you do for yeah. yourself. And so, you know, that's our Makes goal. Makes you a better parent. Yeah, and that's our goal. Is to just show that that's still part of who you are. You don't have to give that up. So that'll be out there soon. Uh, this last week we talked a lot about DC. Uh, we reviewed Batman Arkham Knight. We reviewed uh, the Justice League of America, Gods and Monsters uh, animated movie that came out. And then we also talked rumors about Batman v Superman, the new movie that's coming out from DC. So uh, look for us shortly on iTunes, your favorite podcast 
app, or again, head over to narclaninc.com slash geeks, apparently, and we'll be over there. This podcast, if you'd like to get in touch with us, head over to Facebook and look for Whiskey and Mash. We have a Facebook page. We'll be getting a Twitter account, or you can email us at whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com. We will read everything that comes in. But until next time, I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this is Whiskey and Mash. Thanks for coming by. Mm. Sandy Gears is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to hear it.